Hello, and welcome to another episode of Babs, Bay Area Brats is Struggling. I'm Amanda. And I'm Sam. Hello. And we're your hosts. Um, okay, so we 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 had we recorded a few episodes and then we we took a breather, but now we're back and we're hopefully gonna do a, a real launch and have a cadence. Um new year. <laughs> Got us the holidays. The holidays. And we were I was sick and just a lot happening. And we were initially going to really focus our podcast on today on uh, talking about our friendship, but you texted me this morning and said you couldn't sleep last night because you're really stressed. And we decided um, we're just going to show up and talk about what's happening because, and if it, it might be disorganized, but that's what this is for, for us to just talk through things like we do on the phone anyway and but this time just record it and share it with the world because maybe everyone else is struggling too i know okay, so you said you were stressed last night tell me a little bit more about why i mean there's money there's family and there's friends and that seems yeah everyone's always gonna be worried about those things yeah but what we talked about because you had dinner with friends oh yeah Everyone, like we, we're all going through stuff, right? We're all struggling with something. But you, in particular, we, I said you're an empath because you take on what? No, again, I, I did this when we talked earlier. I rephrased it because I don't think you actively take on people's feelings. It latches on. It latches on to you. You can't help but feel when your friends or your family are hurting. You, you feel what they're feeling. I really don't want to. I swear, like it's not because I want attention. Like literally, I would throw all my money at it to resolve the issue. Because I mean, you don't like to see people in pain. Yeah. And so we talked about how we have to learn to put up a shield. Like you could still care about your family and friends, but how can you put up a shield so you don't care so much about the their outcome? Because it's not ultimately it's not your life. <laughs> you you can't control it I know I know and we I mean you know this you've become so much better at it but I do think that when it comes to the expectations people have of me it's a little wild and not because I didn't set the expectation but if I do fail to be a good friend or a good sister people will get upset and tell me and maybe the answer is you need to process their they're allowed to be upset because this is a different you know way of being and like this is something different that they've experienced but I just like when I think about it I'm like if unless I say I I am dying and bleeding someone no one will give me the break of like hey sam hasn't contacted me and i say this because again we were hanging out with friends yesterday and it was so nice it was so nice just to like see friends and it not have been planned and there wasn't anything attached to it mm -hmm. which felt great but then when i got to the dinner there was a little comments a few comments about 
me not responding to text messages and someone might be mad at me. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So you and I, because I think we, we are experiencing similar things and the, but people's reactions to you and me have been wildly different. So a few years ago, when I was going through my mental health breaks, I myself, nobody was coming to me being like, where are you at? But I felt the, the crushing pressure every time there was texts and I did not respond. And it's like, oh, it's been eight in a row and I haven't responded. But if I want to say something to them, like I can't just say my step without responding to their So I started yeah. to feel like a really bad friend, and bad sister, like all the things you're talking about. And so what I did was I remember I, I told everybody I need to go off the grid for a week or a month. And I am, I moved my messages app to another screen. So I wouldn't see the notifications. And I was like, I'm just, I'm sorry. I, I I'm fine, but I cannot respond to anybody because it's putting, I'm putting so much pressure on myself. And, and because I was so extreme about it, but I was also like, I'm really struggling with my mental health. I think also because I was going through a divorce, everyone was like, okay, we're here for you. Tell us if you need anything. And I was like, I just need no expectations. And everyone gave that to me. When you tell people you're struggling and you don't respond, people actively get mad at you. Like no one has gotten mad at me for not showing up. And you've had several friends come to you and say, why are why are we not close? Why haven't you been responding? I know. I I mean, and I don't even I'm not mad at them for it. like I, I get upset and sad, but I'm more I just like it I double down and I'm like, what did I do wrong? And like I, I even as you said that, I'm remembering the things that people have said to me when I've had like family emergencies, like life or death situations and friends are like your your family's always going to have problems so you need to show up even if you guys have problems and i'm like whoa that's wild <laughs> okay i'm laughing because i'm remembering one of our fights <laughs> no I'll do you know which one i'm talking about i said that you, you said that to me i had started my new job and i I was really struggling with it and I like could not cope. And so I was crying all the time and, and I was canceling on all of our plans and I had canceled on a plan and, and our mutual friend was like, of course, Amanda would cancel. And you, that riled you up because you were like, yeah, she does always cancel. Why is that? Okay. Or whatever. And, and you, I remember we were is this when we were screaming at each other in the car and you were like, we all have our shit, Amanda, but we still- I really thought that was when I was in DC, but maybe- There were there were different fights we had. I Yeah, I remember you specifically, specifically saying, we all have our shit and we still show up. And it was the, I took that in and I was like, you're right. I mean, this has been really hard and I, I have been using it as an excuse, like a valid one, but at some point I had to push through. And so yeah. it did change things for me a little bit, but I would like to say a little, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, like karma. Yeah, <laughs> not karma, but like now, you know, <laughs> no, totally. And that's the thing. Like, I don't, at the time, I don't think I understood what was going on with you. 
Like I, I mean, we were all fresh out of college. I was just like, oh, Amanda's just in love with Kelvin. And that's all I like saw. I didn't think of anything else. I didn't know like even the job was hard or like, I, I just, it didn't comprehend to me. And I think the difference right now, one, we're a lot older. So I do know more. I'm yeah. very sorry for giving you that experience. But it was also, I needed it. I needed a little bit of tough love, but also, yeah, I think now we wouldn't say that to anyone. Because Never, no, except for people currently say that. And I'm just wondering where, when did it become, we need to do these things? Yeah. I, I need to respond to you. Like, are you a client? Like, what is going on? There is, yeah, There, I think there's an urgency request but we've talked about this too where it's like okay people are mad because you're not responding but what it really means is they feel like they miss you and they want they want to hear from you and they want to know that you're thinking of them I mean this is not the way to do it I know and I totally get that I I do again I do appreciate that like I miss people all the time but there are certain people that know things yeah. about my mental health journey or like struggles and different things that I'm just surprised that they'd be so mad. And again, I think it has to do with everyone talks about mental health and everyone's saying like, oh, I'm so stressed or I'm so anxious or I have depression. And it's so, it's just a character now. It's like mm. everyone has it. So what makes you so special? I can still show up. So what's making you so special where you can't show up? And I'm like, listen, man, <laughs> I'm like hanging on by a thread. I don't know. Like, do you want me to tell you the dark stuff that I tell my therapist and or psychologist? Yeah. Or, so like no one, psychiatrist. Yes, yes. Um, Like, I don't want to tell you guys that. And I don't want to tell anyone that no one wants to hear it but also yeah. they want to hear it because unless I'm like having yeah. an allergic re when I say I have an allergic reaction because mm -hmm. I'm physically allergic to peanuts uh -huh. people are oh shit take care like mm -hmm. do it but nothing else that's the that is the only thing that gets me out of it I could even say I have COVID and people are like yeah and we all have the the booster we have like there's no free pass yeah and again I think this is where you and I we differ because because I'm not good at hiding it all so when I am depressed you can see the life sucked right out of me and I am bare I'm just showing up as a ghost and I think people see that and they they then want to treat me with kid gloves and like in a comforting way um but like you even said last night at your dinner because everyone is going through stuff, you then, your response is to show up. You can turn it on. You're really good at putting on, a, like putting your stuff aside so you can be a, a source of light for others. And because of your ability to do that, people don't believe you. Yeah. I know. I That's, that's why I said, I don't know what, to do about that 
Yeah. And, and it's not fair. We talked about this before in a previous episode where it's like people, it's like they need to see you bleeding on the floor in order to believe it. But then at the end, people are like, I like, why didn't, why didn't they tell us they were sad? And it's like, we are. I think we have said this again before too, but like, it's becoming more real, not just because, you know, we're being diagnosed with depression and we're seeing psychiatrists or Mm -hmm. therapists, but one of our closest friends had a very close friend commit suicide and like Mm -hmm. it's very that that's so serious but also I, I I just wonder like if if he was given any room to be himself or if this was like all the pressure and again I don't want to make it sound dramatic yeah which that in itself is interesting where you're we're so scared of being like are we being over dramatic and what does that even mean (laughs) it's making me think about this time in high school where I had my life threatened when I tell this story this is one of those things where I tell the story now and I'm like well this thing happened everyone's like what and I'm like oh but at the time no one made it seem like a big deal so I felt like I was being over dramatic so I ran for senior class secretary and I ran against somebody and when it was announced that I won I wasn't at school that day for some reason but people told me that he went crazy and he like tried to run in front of a bus and then when that didn't work he's instead of saying he's going to take his own life he was like I'm going to take her life okay so that in itself people were telling me that very nonchalantly and then like a couple days later somebody pulled me aside in class and handed me a a paper and it was a picture of me on top of Hitler's body with a bunch of other things and he was like I just think you should know this is being passed around school and even the cool teachers had laughed at it and put it up on his bulletin board what yes so this happened and again I like I I feel like I must have told my friends but no but I just don't remember anybody being worried or thinking anything of it so I sat with it myself being like well maybe I'm being over dramatic like no one seems to be taking it seriously until one day I finally was like should I tell the vice principal and my friends were like if you want. And I walked to the vice principal and I told him about it. And his response was, well, it's the second to last day of school. So there's not really anything we can do. Like we could suspend him, but it's the last day of school. So what are we going to do? And that was it. We'll talk to him. Nothing. And so again, I was like, am I being overdramatic? And I buried that because no one else said any like seemed to think it was a big deal and I actually think that along with a very traumatic thing that happened in my senior year because I buried those traumas as like no big deal those were the the things I repressed and that then manifested a few years later as my depression 
because I no longer trusted my own feelings. I, I kept telling, I didn't let myself have feelings. I was just like, well, I'm probably overreacting. So it's my problem to deal with. And it just poisoned me inside. That's really terrible, Amanda. <laughs> like, I can't even imagine that today. I know. I know. I, I don't know how you weren't hysterically crying. I mean, I, I must have been. Someone create a caricature of you on a Hitler body for winning secretary? I know. And then the, like, and then summer happened. And then the beginning of senior year, he suddenly was so nice to me. No. In a way that I was terrified because I was like, oh, now he's really plotting something. And he was a photographer for the yearbook. And he was like, let me take a photo. And I would hide behind people because I'm like, no, you are not allowed to have any photos <laughs> of me. First of all, exactly. You know what, though? This is so terrible. What I would have been told in that scenario uh -huh. is, oh, he must like you. Uh, that I remember I, in fact it, it didn't this one kid kept I know we're like really going back but I remember one of my best friend and I and my little sister went to a swimming pool and this this kid kept screaming at us and like calling us names like really horrific names like I mean horrific in that kids should not be saying this to other kids Mm -hmm. and my little sister was swimming and then he um spit in her face <gasps> in the pool and like everyone thought it was funny but Emma my little sister did not think it was funny yeah. but I just went berserk on him like I started fighting him and my friend who is tough I would say way tougher than me she was so shocked she was screaming for me to get off of him and I just couldn't anyways I stopped because my friend was screaming uh -huh. and then he was like I just want to hang out with you guys and this oh. is the only way to hang out with you guys and I'm like uh. ew first of all that's crazy yeah but I mean, again, like we never know anyone's intention because that kid really, like after the fact, after even he's like, I'm sorry, I spit on your little sister. And then he was like, can we get, can we exchange numbers? And I was like, oh, why? Oh. And we were young. We were like eighth grade. Oh my God. Okay, wait. So this actually ties it all back together because intentions matter, but not as much as impact. So like our friends or people who might be responding with the best of intentions, if they miss you or whatever, the way that they are going about expressing their feelings are like, behave in a way that expresses truly what you feel. Like if you like someone and want to hang out with them, don't spit in their face. If you miss <laughs> your friend and you are, like want to talk to her, don't say, why don't you respond to me? Say, I miss you. Can we talk? Like, I miss you. How are you doing? Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I did I tell you what happened when I... So Amanda and I were talking about our New Year's resolutions and what we're going to do this year. And one of mine is 
tell everyone I have a 15% cancellation policy. Yes. That means is if you make plans with me, be prepared. I There's a 15% chance I'm going to cancel. Yes. And why, so tell everyone, tell our brats why you, you feel the need to do this. Because that is like I, every moment is a rally for me right now, Amanda. Mm-hmm. And in, I want to show up, but I also don't want to have to be fake and pretend to be someone I'm not because no one wants the sad Sam around. And if I brought that to the party, everyone would be like, what the, what? what? I do. I know you're the only one. (laughs) So I, there are often times where I'm like so exhausted. Like last night I didn't sleep a wink. I, well, no, I got two hours of sleep. And then I was like, huh? (laughs) I said two winks. (laughs) Yeah. And then I like right now, like if someone asked me, hey, we were supposed to go out to dinner, I'd be like, you know, I'm kind of exhausted. And that happens to me all the time. There's something that happens, like something happens with my family or something happens with a friend and I like get emotionally drained. And I need to like tell people that sometimes I'm so emotionally drained that I can't show up. And I do, I'm creating boundaries for the 15% rule because I understand if it's like your birthday, Mm-hmm. and it's only me going to dinner with you like I could I want to be there for you it is your special day the day is not about me mm-hmm. if it's your wedding day so many things there but if it's just like a regular hang and I'm like hey I'm really not feeling well emotionally or mentally I need you to be prepared <laughs> that I might cancel on you 15% of the time yeah I don't even know if it's 15% of the time we did play around with the number I'm like I think you should say 40 percent and you're like that's too much but I I think what we are trying to tell by by telling people that you're telling people I'm happy to make plans with you but the plans cannot hinge on me and me alone because if I cancel like you have to have the flexibility to to go on without me to be okay not doing it like it can't just be resting on me and I and and it's just like the feeling of being locked into plans and we talk about this all the time where we're like the a month ago Amanda was super down to do this and now I am not in a place where I can and and we just need it because because you don't know how you're going to feel every day and so you need to give yourself the space to just be okay one day and not okay the other and if people are not understanding that right now, then they just need to accept your policy. Well, here, you're going to love this. I, I haven't told you this yet, but I really wanted to. But I was like, it, I mean, he can have his response to whatever. But I told my brother on New Year's Eve, because we were like, what are our 2024 goals? And I was like, oh, I'm going to have this cancellation policy, 15%, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah that's bullshit. Uh, I'm family. So you never cancel on family. And I was like, what? Like, in fact, I should be more free. What's weird is like, he's actually the person who, if I cancel, he does not care. He's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I'm tired. You're tired. We're all tired. But he was appalled by this notion that he should be prepared for 15%. 
cancellation and that you should not have that on your family. Because everyone immediately takes your actions to mean something about them. It has nothing to do with anybody and how much you love them and care about them and where they are in their, their, your life. It has to do with you and what you need right now. But everyone interprets it as like, like where they stand in your life. And I think this is why it's actually like you absolutely need to not have exceptions because now it's like, I'm not saying anything about anyone. Like there's no one who's an exception to this policy. This is for everyone. You're all in the same standing. (laughs) I know. I I mean, there's so many ways to look at it though, because it's like, why can't I just communicate better? Because it takes effort. I, it was the same thing. Like my mom had said to me, I mean, we might've said this story before, but during my mental health break where I was like, I need a month, like just disconnected from everyone. It was also my mom's birthday and both of my sisters were living out of state. So it was just me. And my mom was like, oh, okay, but my birthday, like, do you want to hang out with me? Like how you could just see how you feel. And I was like, mom, I even that pressure of having to decide that day and then tell you I am not up for hanging out on your birthday like that will make me feel like such a shitty person and like I'm such a bad daughter so that pressure in itself is what's going to keep me in my depression spiral so like mm-hmm. I love you but I cannot and I don't know that she 100% understood but because she saw how not okay I was she was like okay And then guess what happened? The month started to go by. I started to come back to myself and feel better. And on the day of her birthday, I felt good enough. And I went and picked up her favorite fried chicken and I surprised her for lunch. And I decided I can do lunch. I don't really want to do a dinner. And, and like, she was okay with that and let me show up how I needed. And it's just telling people no. And, and that whole emotional cycle we go through of, letting them down I have to how can I say this in a way that won't hurt their feelings how can I all that takes so much out of us at a time when you're already operating on end yeah I think the assumption though is I've told everyone that I am on zero because I could definitely see if I was listening to this Mm -hmm. I'd be like these girls sound kind of selfish like Yeah, I don't want to make plans with someone who's going to be like, I'm going to cancel. Or even the idea of like, you can't say no. Like, I just can't say, I I don't know how people will respond if I say, no, I don't want to do that. I mean, if you ask me, can you hang out for my birthday? And I say no, without giving an excuse. (laughs) Yeah. People will not be okay I know well I because my ex used to be like well let's tell them we can't go but but like let's tell them let's make up this excuse why and it was like a really elaborate thing and I'm just like why can't we just say we can't go or we don't want well I mean instead of saying we don't want to we just say we can't go but it was like people feel the need to make like it's only acceptable if you have a valid excuse but I just, I can't full stop (laughs) is a valid Well, the alternative is it's going to be one or two. I show up and I fake Sam 
which yeah. people love fake saying. Yeah, they really do. Like she's I mean, she, she butters people <laughs> up. But then I'm emotionally drained for weeks <laughs> after that, or at least certainly in the next few days. But or you get a Sam that is not how I always am and not who you remember from college or high school or whatever, law firm life. And then you're like, what's going on? Yeah. You're like, this is not the Sam I requested. Yeah. And it's, I mean, that's one or the other. So I'm now like actively trying to think of ways to like prepare people that I'm like, I wish I could be a stable person right now, but I'm not even stable for myself. Yeah. How can I be stable for you? I will say, I think that this, this period is going to show you who your real friends are, your real ones. Like the people, people are going to learn to love you for you and not for what you do for them or how you show up because, and this is what changed a lot of things for me, for my self-esteem, where it was like, oh, I'm worthy because I do things for other people or because I'm kind. I was at my lowest. I did not, I could not give anything to anyone and I made some bad decisions and people still loved me for it. And that was when I realized like, oh, I'm worthy of being loved for me and not because of what I do for people. But there were some people that I lost. And I think that's what's going to happen for you. It's just the people who love you for you. You've told me that multiple times. Yeah. About how that was for you. I still don't understand it. Well, because you still have people coming to you being like, you're a bad friend. <laughs> so that's a little, I didn't have that. Well, <laughs> no, but I don't understand. Like, if I mean, part of me loving you, Amanda, is like, you are so kind and you are so generous and you're so thoughtful. And like, I do get that from our friendship. So does that mean I'm like taking from you? No, because it this is how I am. Like, I don't need to do anything to be those things. And so like that lifted the pressure for me to be something I'm not. I just show up as I am. The things that come innately natural to me. And yeah. so I think similar for you, what's, what's draining is that you feel that like you have to show up in a way that is more than who or what you are. And like, you are incredibly generous and empathetic and caring, and you do show up for your people, but you do that naturally and you should be able to just do that as it feels right for you and not when it's like you're pulling your own teeth to go, to go do it. Yeah. And I know that we're running out of time, but I just like final thought on, I don't want to say that I am fake Sam when I am happy with my friends. I will say there is a point where mentally I'm not present and it really is like me just showing up how I think people want me to show up versus yeah, just getting to be there and say like, yeah, it's not, I'm, I'm kind of like in a low mood. Yeah, and then it leaves you exhausted for days, weeks. Just sleeping for 14 hours a day. 
Man, this was a dark episode. I mean, but this is the point. Like we we're showing as we are, we're processing together and in the process, hopefully helping others who might be dealing with the same thing, or if not, at least try to understand people who might be going through this. But okay, we have five minutes left. So let's just end with um, something you're watching, reading, listening to. Ooh, well, I told you about Monarch on Monarch? Apple TV. Oh, the, the one about monsters? Godzilla. Yeah. It's weird that I like it because that's not my jam. What it's do you just, like about it? One, I like that there are Asian people in it. Mm. Like, particularly Japanese people. And I just, I'm really into Japanese authors right now. So maybe that's also part of it. But just faces I haven't seen and represented as a super, like they one of the scientists, she's Japanese. She went to UC Berkeley. She's super strong, powerful woman, but also like genteel. And that's just a character that is not often portrayed and like that I would emulate. Okay. So really into that. Wow, I didn't even know that why I like the show. Oh. But what are you watching? Well, so on the theme of, I mean, I watched a lot because I had a week um, to myself. I watched Quiz Lady with Aquafina and Sandra Oh, so it's a movie. And they're sisters and Aquafina is a really like a introvert and she watches this quiz show every night and she's so good at it. And Sandra O oh plays her older sister who's a hot mess, which is a little weird because I always think of her as um, Christine Christina Yang yeah. from Grey's Anatomy where she's super buttoned up and here she has like colored hair and she like lives out of her car. So it was really weird. Um, but it ultimately was a story about sisters and, you know, like growing to love each other. And then there was getting Aquafina on the game show because they needed money to pay off their mom's gambling debt. <laughs> uh, it it was good. I like it because it's a feel good movie. Yeah. And at the end, like, I don't want to spoil it, but you just see the sisters come together. There's the game aspect and I love games and I'm competitive and it was yeah. a feel good movie. I don't watch movies often, but, but yeah, I liked it. Although Aquafina, I like her, but also I don't know. Maybe we talk about this for another podcast, how we feel when we see Asian representation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yes, I, just, I didn't even know that's why I liked Mara. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I was like, why do I even, I, it's about Godzilla, not just monsters. It's like Godzilla. Yeah, that's, that's just not my, I have never even watched a Godzilla movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll talk about Asian representation and how we feel about being Asian in a future podcast. All right. Thank you for being so open and sharing. And most of all, just for being you. Oh, you too, Amanda. I love you. I oh, love you too. And I love you all, brats, if you're listening. <laughs> Bye.